Great, right, well, um, very exciting to have Martha with us. Everyone give Martha a big round of applause. We're doing, who's been to uh, New Day before and come to True Stories before in the past? Great, good. Who's never been to a True Stories seminar before? Excellent, good. Well, all of you are in for a treat today. We're doing things a little bit differently. We've got special chairs. So it's like I'm like a, an interviewer. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're the interviewee. That's how it works. Uh, and so basically what I thought would be helpful this year is that actually we're going to have some time. Uh, I'm just going to ask Martha some questions. She's going to share really just a bit of her story, really, and kind of where she's going to go. And then we'll kind of just see how it goes, really, uh, in that way and in that kind of thing. So why don't we start, Martha? Why don't you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Of course. Hey, everyone. So, yeah, as Martin said, my name is Martha. Um, I grew up in a place called Ascot little town, um, spent, there's no one here from Ascot, but that's fine, <laughs> um, spent 18, 19 years of my life there, um, live with my mum, my dad, my little sister, she is wearing a red cap in here, and it is her birthday today, so if you see her wearing a friend's t-shirt, say happy birthday, Hannah, um, and then when I was 19, I moved to Brighton, um, where I've lived for the last Near like two years and got married there a couple of months ago to my husband Michael and now we live in Brighton and we serve Emmanuel Church um, doing the youth which is great um, and then that's, so that's my like personal life that's a bit of history of me um, and as a career or on the more professional side I am a baker um, I write about food I take pictures of food basically anything food I, I do it I love everything to do with food. Um, and when I was 17, um, I entered a little-known show called The Great British Bake Off. Um, and <laughs> amazingly, by the grace of God, ended up on your TV screens. And, yeah, just had a whale of a time. And it completely kind of topsy-turvied my life, um, changed everything around. Um, and now I get to work in food full-time, which is brilliant. So, obviously, you grew up in church. Uh, and then um, just from a young age, you were quite passionate about baking, managed to get onto the Great British uh, Bake Off, which kind of then opened up a whole new world for you, really, didn't it, in that kind of thing? Why don't you just help us? I suppose, obviously, the main focus of our time together is, um, is kind of that online presence. How do we be Christians in an online world, uh, and how do we model Jesus well? Give us a little bit of a scope of what does your online life look like? So I have most types of social media out there. I have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, most of them Pinterest, whatever you're on. Um, and I love social media. I actually think it's an incredible tool. It's so good for being able to share who you are and what you're about if you use it well. Um, and I've been incredibly blessed by God to have accumulated um, quite a lot of followers over the last five years, um, which to be honest, is quite weird. Like, even the concept of being followed is a bit creepy, isn't it? Like, <laughs> the idea that, like, lots and lots of people are just watching your every move. It was quite difficult to come to terms with. And I think as soon as I did the show and came off it, it was quite overwhelming to suddenly feel like I'm being watched. <laughs> people are viewing my life and they're making judgments, making comments. Um, so that was quite overwhelming. But I think social media... Hands off, have you got a social media account? pretty much everyone in this room so it's something that we've all got in common and most of us in here also have faith in common and the two can work together so well and so i mean um i'm one of your followers on social media i love your instagram stories always fun it sounds a bit weird as well doesn't it um, but uh, but why don't you share a little bit so what do you find are the kind of main joys of being able to be on social media 
I think the main joy of social media is just having a platform to share what you're passionate about. So that's what I found the main joy for me is, is just going, actually, social media is, this, I guess, a representation of you as a person. And you get an opportunity to shout, yeah, I love Jesus. I love New Day. I love pancakes. I love whatever. But you can share what you're passionate about. And you can use it really positively in that sense. So I think I have an incredible privilege um, which I credit to God giving me a platform to share my passions and my desires and the things I care about. If I care about food waste, care about the environment, care about refugees, you get a voice, which is amazing because 50 years ago, it would have been much harder to find that voice for good and find that voice to champion the things that you care about. Um, I think another joy is connection. It's incredible to be able to stay connected with friends that you've not seen for years and meet new people and learn from people. So those are the main joys, and I find it a true joy as well to be able to share my faith. I think sometimes it feels it's not an easy thing for me to do. I don't sit here and go that it's really easy just to post a Christian post out there, particularly when the majority of my followers aren't Christians, and it is always something that I have to wrestle with a bit and go, go on, yes, I have faith that I'm going to do this. But one example would be that I said me and my husband got married four months ago and God is a huge part of our lives and was a huge focus of our wedding and it was a big part of our day. And uh, we got all of our wedding pictures back and I thought, I really want to share a few of these and I want it to be an accurate representation of the day, not just here's the cakes because that's what people really want to know about. <laughs> but I thought, how can I share that there is more to my wedding than just cake? So I posted a picture of me and Michael worshipping at church on our wedding day. And it lost me some followers. It did. People thought, I don't want to see that. Unfollow. But if that's the cost, that's the cost that we have to pay. And actually, it got so much conversation started of, oh, wow, thank you for showing that like, God is the center of marriage. Thank you for being so honest. Thank you for worshiping. And the positive encouragement that it starts to circulate. When you say, actually, I am a Christian, do your friends know that you're here right now at New Day? That's such a great way of going, do you know what? I'm a Christian. It can be quite difficult to do that thing where you're at school and you just drop it into the conversation that you're going to church on Sunday or you really evangelize. But what an easy seed to sow that you just put a few Instagram stories up that you're here this week and people see that and think, oh, that's interesting. That's really helpful. I think sometimes we can slip into a mindset, can't we, of um, when I've got as many followers as Martha... You know, that's when then I need to take social media seriously and need to kind of use it for good. But until that moment, you know, I've only got however many followers. Actually, I can do whatever I want to do in that kind of sense. Whereas actually for each of us, social media is a helpful tool. There's joys to it. There's lots of opportunities to it to be able to communicate Jesus to friends from school that may not even know you're here. And just by putting up a picture of being in a hall with thousands of others that kind of can gauge kind of conversation and interest in those things. So they're the joys. What would you say are the main challenges you find with the kind of social media world? So I think there are two main challenges that I would say I have faced or am facing. Um, and the first one would be probably trolls, I suppose, and negativity. Um, I found it really difficult when Bake Off came out because everyone watches it and everyone then follows you and then people start to say what they think of you. And I found it quite difficult on social media to read people's negative opinions of me and to read not everyone's going to like you, that's the kind of world we live in and there are some people who are out there that will hide behind their computer screens and they feel invincible and they say whatever they want. And actually, sometimes you don't ever think when you're the person writing those things that the person you're writing about might actually read it. 
And I found it quite challenging because it's human nature to want to know what people think of you, to want to know how popular you are. And when you can type your own name into a search engine and have loads of hits of people saying, oh, I really hate the way you dress, or you shouldn't have done your hair like that, or that was a rubbish bake, or whatever, it really hurts. It really gets you down, and it still happens now. People be like, that's a rubbish recipe, didn't work for me. And even though it doesn't sound like a big deal, it does hit you, doesn't it? And even if you haven't got hundreds of thousands of followers, when a friend makes a negative comment on a post that you've put up, it does hurt you. And I think we forget with social media that words can be so hurtful. I mean, it says in the Bible that the tongue is the most powerful part of the whole body and it's the thing which can overcome your whole body with evil if you use it in the wrong way. It says it's like the thing that steers our ships and it's like a fire in a forest and the spark that starts that fire. And I think I would argue that actually the thumb is as powerful as the tongue. The thumb is as powerful as the tongue. And if you're writing things which are really negative and if you're sending messages to people behind the protection of a screen, you need to stop because they actually do read that. Even if it's people you don't know, your friends are reading that you're writing this comment about this person on Love Island, this comment about this person on Bake Off, and they might read it. And think about how that makes them feel. Think about people that you do know how that makes them feel. I think social media is incredible and it can be so good, but it can also be so bad. And we need to realize the power that we've got in our hands and we need to use it for good. So let's stay on that, that topic, so the negativity topic. Obviously, a very helpful challenge, I suppose, if there are any of us here that we just find we're quite quick to make negative comments about others on social media, that the impact it can have. What advice would you have for anyone who, I suppose, receives negative comments online? I mean, obviously, it's different when you're in a kind of public uh, setting that you'll get, I'm sure, many, many randomers that you'll never see and never heard of making comments on you. I guess for most of us, the tension is going to be people we know, friends that we have, who will make comments on things that we put up. Have you got any advice in terms of just how do you kind of walk robustly and kind of persevere through those kind of things? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I found that I needed to know who I was fully in God and in myself before I read anything and before I let anything hurt me. So if you make yourself vulnerable, if you're completely kind of just on your own and you're almost like a sponge you're just there to absorb everything that's coming at you and if you're absorbing everything that's coming at you even the bad stuff the things that people are like being really mean or they're sharing you online or they're screenshotting things and sending them to people that's going to really hurt you particularly if you don't know where you're what you're holding on to if you're kind of just drifting in the wind you need to know what you're holding and what you're holding fast to and that was what was really important for me when people were starting to criticize who I was my background I shouldn't have got that far you shouldn't have shouldn't have said that it was really painful and actually but I had to go where is my identity here what am I holding what strands am I holding on to that keeps me set and I think that is what we all need to do we all need to take a look at ourselves and go who am I And the best place to take a look at yourselves is to have a look in the Bible and see what does God say? Who does God say you are? Because God made you in his image. Toby was so brilliantly preaching today saying that we're made in the image of God, that man and women are made in the image of God. He's made us perfect. He's made us who we're supposed to be. And we can be confident in that. 
Sometimes people will tell you it's just it's wrong to be confident in who you are, but it's not because God's made you and he's made you to be you and not to be anyone else. So if you believe that and you believe he loves you and that he says that you're his daughter or his son and that you're perfect, it doesn't matter what person from down the road says about your hairstyle or what, for me, what someone in Birmingham has commented about the way I talk. It just doesn't matter because I know that God thinks I'm perfect and that's all I, I need. Okay, and so let's, let's stay on some of the challenges. So you've obviously talked about the kind of the negativity that you can kind of face, uh, that we can all kind of come across in different ways on social media. Would you say there's any other challenges uh, to the social media world that you've encountered and that you're walking through? I think one of the most ongoing challenges that you face with social media is kind of the element of fakeness with it. So I have a lot of people that I know through social media. I've met people through social media and I do a lot of work of my work through social media. I work with different brands and I get to write recipes for people. And sometimes I get to go to events that are called influencer events, which always feels a bit weird. Um, but they're an amazing place to meet people and have a chat and see what people's lives are like I suppose and these people that I meet at these events are all people that have loads of followers and they have a really polished feed of what their life looks like but I find that every time I meet them in person it's not who I expect them to be that you can paint whatever picture you like with your Instagram feed or with your Twitter feed or with your Snapchat of a life that maybe isn't really your real life I overheard one of these um, influencers at an event just saying to someone, they were talking to me and they were like, oh, but it's just, it's just the game, isn't it? It's just the game. You've just got to do this and do that. And I just thought, this is so wrong. This isn't a game. This is my life. And I'm putting out my real life. And people are looking at this and believing that it is my real life. And I hope, as true to it can be, that it is. But if other people are creating this dream life, the ideal version of yourself online... It's so dangerous for us to all look at that and go, that's my aim. That's who I want to be. I want to be on that holiday and in that yacht. So I want to be in that restaurant. I want to be making that food. I want to look like her. I want to look like him. And it's so unhelpful for us to all look at it and go, that's me. Because so often it's just not real. It's edited or from a food perspective, this isn't an example that many people will be able to relate to, but often it will be, I'll go to an event for a brand, they're like, oh, we really want you all to look at our like, Christmas food and then, and then take pictures of it and Instagram it. And you'll get there and they'll have arranged all the food in an Instagrammable way and it will all be stone cold. And it's all just there to look at and to take a picture of and you have to move it into the most Instagrammable light area of the room and take a picture and I just think, that's just not real life. <laughs> so I just think we need to hold it lightly. And when you're looking at things online, you have to know that what you're looking at isn't always true. And you just have to hold that lightly and don't compare yourself to it. Sounds like my worst nightmare, going to a room full of food that I actually can't eat to take pictures. That sounds awful. Um, I guess... Give us some tips, because obviously, listening to you, you're, what's coming through very clearly is that you're someone who wants to use social media to communicate Jesus, as he's so key uh, in your life, and also to kind of communicate just real life. So you're not trying to put up, you know, fake pictures of, you know, you said a massive argument with your husband, and then you're like, you know, so happy, married, love being married. You're like, that's just been fake, isn't it, in that kind of way. What tips and advice would you give to us in terms of, I suppose, striving to make our Christian faith influence our our online presence and kind of how do we how do we kind of get that line of being real and honest and making much of Jesus but without it kind of being unhelpful any any tips on that kind of thing 
Yeah, it is a challenging one because we don't all want to just kind of start every single day just posting a picture of the cross because we're going to alienate a lot of our non-Christian friends and you have to strike that balance of it being as you as as it can be. I think one thing I always try and remember is that you are a person and a platform is never going to represent you as a person and you have to see it that you are the person that's worth knowing and that is just a little extension or something that you can do like a hobby but it isn't you it's helpful to separate that and go this isn't actually me this is actually me and this is just a hobby and I think another thing I would say is sometimes what you don't say or what you don't engage in or what you don't share is just as powerful as what you do So sometimes you'll have friends that are sharing things that you think, I'm not sure I'm on board with that trend or that look and I'm not going to share a selfie of myself on my Instagram because I'm doing it because I just want to be liked. Sometimes what you don't do is just as powerful to to people as what you do when you say, actually, I'm not going to post anything about that event or I'm not going to get involved in that way. I think that is just as powerful and people will look at that and go, okay, so she held back there. And she didn't respond, didn't react. Somebody criticised you and you didn't react. I have quite a lot of friends in the baking world where if they get a negative comment, they will hit back with another negative or they will retweet the negative comment. And so somebody says something mean, they'll retweet it so that all of their followers can see how horrible this person's been to them and then attack them. And I see that and I just think... That is what is wrong with the world, is that we see something negative and we think, well, all I want to do is lash out and hit this with more negative and more negative, and I want everyone to know how awful these people are. When what we should do is turn the other cheek. We should look at it and we should react in grace and love and go, do you know what? I'm going to step away. I'm going to shut my phone off. I'm going to turn off the computer and I'm going to step away. There's no point retaliating to things just because you feel like you have to. And I guess, you know, the social media world is, um, it is about how many followers you can get, isn't it? It's that number of, you know, the thing, number of likes on your posts or whatever. And my guess is, looking around the room, that you've probably got the most followers. Uh, you know, it could be, could be wrong. Some of you may have more than 100,000 followers on Instagram. And if you do, come chat to us afterwards. Um, but you probably do have, have more than the most in this room. And I guess part of the world we live in at the moment is this kind of like, do everything you can to get followers so that we can be like Martha. You know, our, our aim in life is to have as many as you. I guess, what would you say to anyone in the room who kind of is shaping their life but also I suppose their online presence on this thing of like I just need to get as many people to like me as possible in that kind of way would you have any advice yeah yeah I think it's so easy to find our validation in how many likes we get we all have this human instinct to want to be popular and want to be liked and want to be loved um and if we're looking for that in social media we're never going to find it. Because I can tell you now, even though I have loads of followers, which I'm really grateful for, it doesn't make me feel any more loved. I still have days where I think, do you know what? Nobody loves me. But I know that God does. (laughs) And that's fine. That's enough. I think what you'll find is I've met people who have loads more followers than I do. And no one is satisfied. You will keep climbing and climbing and thinking, oh, I want this person to like me and then I'll get to work with that brand or maybe this person will invite me to an event where I'll meet this person. And actually, you meet all these people and they're not who you think they're going to be. And whoever you meet is just craving the next step on the ladder. You see people come out of reality shows now. If you think of Love Island, for example, they come out to millions of followers and then they're not satisfied because nothing on earth will satisfy us. 
the amount of followers we have won't satisfy us, the amount of money we have, you're still going to be feeling empty, which is why so many people with loads of followers actually end up feeling so depressed and dissatisfied that some of them even go as far as taking their own life. And we see that with reality shows, and it just shows that it's not what it's cracked up to be. For me, what I find helpful is to hold it in the sense that for this period of life, God has gifted me with a platform which I'm so thankful for. But if I woke up tomorrow and Instagram had gone bust and it disappeared and I had no followers, would I still feel okay? And I have to challenge myself with that every day and go, yes, I would. Because that's not what I'm living for. And if God's plan for me is actually, I want you to delete your Instagram account, and I want you to go to a different country and plant a church, then that's what I'm going to do. Because it doesn't, there's nothing on earth which is worth clinging to so hard that God hasn't got much better for you. Okay, another question I've got is... Um the social, social media stuff can get quite addictive, can't it? You can find, you know, like kind of on the phones now, they give you their kind of screen time, how long you've been, and you think, oh no, that's not helpful to know how long I've been on my phone each day. Um, what advice would you give to us in terms of um, not letting it, I suppose, like dominate our days and our lives and kind of trying to get that right balance of actually seeing friends, getting out in the sunshine, sometimes not having your phone? What, what kind of rhythms have you learned and how, what principles have you tried to establish so that social media doesn't dominate every part of your life? Yeah, this is definitely not something I've mastered yet, so maybe I'll have to come back next year and, and give you um, an update. But um, I think it's just so important to have times where your phone isn't in your hand, um, that it's not even in your pocket, that it's not even on your person, and to be okay. If you feel when your phone is away from you that you're not okay or that you're panicked then you're a bit too addicted and you need to learn to let it go a little bit. I also think it's really helpful if you've decided to like watch TV with your brother or sister or you're going to do something, you're going to do an activity together, Give it, honour it with giving it your time. Don't be half there. If you're in a small group and your youth leaders are trying to talk to you, put it down. It just shows respect. You can't be half here and half there. You need to give your all to what you're doing. And it's okay to be on your phone sometimes. And it's got, as we've been talking about, it's got loads of positives as well. But just make sure you're prioritizing it at the right time. And know that you can just switch it off. If it's getting too much and it's getting you down, switch it off. Another helpful thing is if you find yourself just aimlessly scrolling on something and there's something that you keep seeing that just makes you feel rubbish. If, you just, if you're following an account for fashion and you just every time you look at it you think I'm never going to be as skinny as these girls or I'm never going to be as good just unfollow it. It's not healthy and it's not helpful to see that. Even if you're just clicking on the explore page on Instagram, this has been so unhelpful for lots of people I know. If there's things coming up there that might cause you to sin, just don't click it. It's just not worth letting your life slip away from you because of that. You just have to learn to have really good self-control and say, no, that's not good for me. I'm going to turn that off. And so obviously you were in the 12 to 14s as a 12 to 14-year-old, weren't you? Uh, imagine that Martha, aged 12 to 14, uh, is in the room. What advice would you give to her? I think I would say that you have no idea how good God's plan is for you. Like this whole life that I've had the privilege of leading up to being 22 now, I would have had no, I wouldn't have been able to fathom it as I sat in true stories in 12 to 14s when I was 12. 
I think you just don't know when you put your faith and your trust in God, when you give him everything, when you give him your social media, your friendships, your education, your future, you just don't know what he's going to do. And he can do incredible things. The plans that he has for you are so, 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 so much better than the plans that you have for you. And I think that's what I would just really hammer into myself. I would say, don't settle for less than God's plan for you. Just trust him. I didn't have to like really do anything to get here. Because God already knew I was going to be here. He led me on that path. So if you can put your faith in God now, particularly if you're young, it's so good to get that faith established, get that foundation built. Then you can just build and build and build and God will be doing incredible things as you get older. And then final question I've got then. Uh, Obviously, you've touched on quite a lot of things as we've kind of gone through. What would you say are kind of perhaps two or three main things you'd, you'd want to make sure that we take away from this time in terms of having heard? How do we as Christians engage with the social media world? What would be your kind of three key things that you'd want us to walk out with? I think I would say number one is plant seeds. You have a voice a voice amongst your friendship groups, amongst your family, and you can use it for good, so do. Um, I think number two would be don't compare yourself. Know that you are enough, that God's created you perfectly in his image, exactly how he wants you to look. He doesn't want you to look like her or him. He wants you to look like you. And be confident in that and know that he loves you and that he cares for you. And I think the third one would be, like, let's be world changers, in the way we use social media. Let's encourage and build up rather than tear down and be negative. Let's not share the things which we know are going to bring people down. Let's not make negative comments. And if we are people out there who have done that in the past or even have other accounts that we use to be horrible to people and use to tear people down, let's delete them. Let's start afresh and let's like, be godly in the way we use social media to encourage each other. Fantastic. Martha, would you just pray for us? Is that okay? I think obviously everyone raised their hand in terms of to say we've all got social media accounts. We're all continually trying to learn how do we love Jesus well with this, both in terms of our presence, but also like you're saying, things we look at, thought thought life that we have and the impact of those kind of things. Would you pray for us that kind of just we would know God's grace in those things? Yeah, Father God, thank you that you made this world and thank you that you're not outside of the struggles and the experiences we have. You understand social media better than we do and you know the tool that it is. Father, I pray that you bind us together in this mission to make your name heard, to make your name great. Father, would you help us not to obsess over the small things on this earth? Would you help us to know that they are fickle and that they fade away? But you are eternal and at you last. And would you help us to know that who you say we are is who we are. And no one else can change that. No one can change your love for us. Would you just help that to settle in our hearts? Would you fill us with your spirit and send us out, really encouraged and empowered to really use social media for the good that it can do. Amen. Can we thank Martha? Excellent. Well, we are, that's kind of, we'll bring our seminar to an end uh, there. But I just want to say a couple of things. Um, The first is this. Martha's really emphasized the privilege we get and the opportunity we have in talking about Jesus through our social media accounts. For some of us, we do that lots already. We look to do that with every opportunity we can. For others of us, we've never done it. And we have lots of friends at school 
lots of mates that we got back home that they don't have a clue where you are right now. They, they haven't got the foggiest. You've told them you're going on holiday. They don't know you're at New Day. I want to just gently encourage you. I wonder if this is a week where you could put something up on your social media account about being at New Day and what New Day is and what Jesus is doing in your heart and in your life through New Day. So I want to encourage you with that. Secondly is if you would like some prayer today, we would love to pray for you. Um, I just felt as Martha was speaking and we were just chatting beforehand as well, two key things that I guess I'd love to, if you're, you feel you want prayer for this, I'd love to pray. Actually, no, probably three. The first one is if you are someone here who you're using social media for a negative reason, you are that person that's quick to make just harsh comments. You're, you're commenting on people's fees that you don't even know them and you're kind of that, you know, bit of a troll. We'd love to pray for you, that you would know God's grace and that you'd be able to use it for good and to encourage people. We're not going to tell you off if that's you. You're not going to come at the front and Martha's going to be like, you're bad boy 7230. You said that's not how it's going to work. We just want to pray for you so that you could know God's grace and be encouraged in that. So that's the first one. If you're using, if you're someone who you just find yourself drawn to make negative comments, come and get some prayer. We'd love to pray for you that you could know God's grace in that. Second one is if you're finding a real battle for comparison. You find that there's just with social media, always comparing yourself to others and you don't feel like you're good enough and you're looking at someone else and, oh, I don't have as many followers as them or I don't look as good as them or their life looks more exciting than me. And you just want to know freedom from that. You know, freedom from comparison. We'd love to pray for you on that as well. And then thirdly, if actually you're finding that there's elements of social media that are pushing you away from Jesus rather than drawing you to him. As Martha was saying, you know, the explore button in Instagram is just drawing your eye to things that you know isn't good for you. As Toby was speaking about this morning, that you're just feeling guilty for some things that you're doing or looking at on social media. There's grace for you today. God's not angry with you. He just wants to help you know freedom from those things. And so if you'd like prayer, we'll we'll pray for you kind of over this area. So come on over here um, and we'll pray for you. There is no rush. Don't worry whatsoever. But otherwise, you're free to go. And uh, the winning colored ticket is red. So it is red. If you've got red... If you've got a red ticket, you can head over to my left, the doors to your right. You'll get your fab ice over there. If you want prayer, go over to my right, your left, and we'd love to pray for you. Otherwise, have great days, and we'll see you tomorrow in 12 to 14s.